Okay, I've hit record this time. Hopefully we don't get rudely interrupted. And... that song it gives me a little bit of uh, like springtime vibes but it is a brand new year so i suppose that can apply as well hello everybody and welcome to the hidden oaks overdose football fix podcast i am one of your lovely hostesses the garlic johnson we are joined one last time by our other lovely hostess the joshua mitchell josh feel free to say hi to the folks at this given time hi folks at this given time nailed it simon yeah. simon says you're awesome Hidnoaksoverdose at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, anchor.fm slash hoodpod. We're going on hiatus for a couple months, so there's really no point in knowing that exactly now. But if that's where you want to find us, if that's where you want to spread some words and some joy and some cheer, that's where you'll find us. Segment start times in the description below, as always. A couple different segments today because this is a different pod, not quite our standard. Um, Levi Oki illustration. Thank you for that beautiful art everyone can see. Josh, it's 2020. How you feeling? How you doing? New year, new you? exactly got a tattooed on my chest what what you got new year new you tattooed on your chest yep so does it apply to every year applies to every day oh okay so why did you get a tattoo that says new day new you well eh. <laughs> just didn't feel like it nah so Josh, i don't look in the mirror very often so perfect so i don't want to put you on blast but so obviously jamie has a new year's bash every year right pretty pretty classic um you were there absolutely until a solid 10 10 30 10 30 and just decided to dip out well that was a plan all along you should be you should be grateful i was there in the first place i mean i, I mean it starts at eight you didn't show up till like 9 15 9 30 yeah josh you have to be fashionably late i was i was fashionably late started and, at eight and i showed up at 8 30 and i had to wait until there to, for there to be a crowd because i had to give hammer's trophy in front of more people you see I was just trying to be selfless. Oh, for also people. not watching yeah. Netflix. Yeah, oh yeah. Definitely not definitely didn't binge the whole Kevin Hart documentary on uh on Netflix. Well, you know, it could have been worse. You could have had to go uh snowplow a half a centimeter of snow. That's that's true. Um speaking of, did uh Gangles ever show up? Gangles did show up. He, he pulled into his driveway like just past midnight, and then he showed up maybe fifteen minutes after that. So he missed the the ball drop, the the midnight kiss. I didn't have a partner to kiss at midnight, but close enough. <laughs> we made out later and then fucked. That sounds like a blast. <laughs> it was it was there was some blasting, certainly. I'm sure there was. How's how's your new year going? Good. I, I mean it's New Year's Day, so I slept in and then you texted me a couple times which i mean you're not no no wrong here but woke me up a little bit so i was like all right guess you should start fucking functioning for the day oh yeah got out of bed sent out some texts about the playoff brackets took a couple last minute notes and here we are good for you i'm here too do you have any new year's resolutions josh 
No, no, I'm not a uh, not a complete uh, idiot like that. I just live. <laughs> I mean, life. does making a New Year's resolution make you a complete idiot? No, no, not <laughs> okay. really. But okay, I, I that does just a stronger response than I expected. So that's why I wanted to ask well, about it. I gotta have strong responses. It's just it's how you get the people going. So it it is for the entertainment factor. Certainly, that's oh, yeah. that's what Fox News thrives on. Obama, Absolutely. literally the devil. All yep. Democrats die in a hole. Trump. Jesus. I mean, incarnate. you could say that CNN does the same thing, but on the opposite side. Kinda, yeah. They pretend to be more objective, though. So, the, is that worse? I don't know. Could some could argue well, that's I mean, worse? Fo- I mean, Fox doesn't blatantly say we're pro-conservative. Their, I think their motto or tagline or vision or whatever is fair and balanced. So, okay. Two two signs of two yeah. different sides of the same evil coin. Yeah. Anyways, this is not the little political podcast is there anything you want to chit chat about before we move right into the hot take retrospective my friend no no um how long is this hot take retrospective because let's just say you started playing it and i would have set my headphones down and go to the bathroom would i have enough time to go pee uh i mean it would be close so yours is about two minutes 15 seconds mine's about 153 okay um, but you would i would imagine you'd want to hear your own hot takes from the year right I mean, half the time I was just making them up on the spot without taking any seriousness. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Okay. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna play yours first, and then I guess you can decide if you want to go pee or not. But we are now in the hot takes retrospective. Josh, I did very last second because I didn't want you to see him beforehand. I did put him into the spreadsheet. I saw that. I read him already. Damn it. Yeah. Well, if you want to follow along, there they are. But, Josh, here comes yours. Well, g- give me a hot take then. Hot take? Yeah, hot take for the year. Or for, for, give me for anything, but give me a hot take. Hot take. Melvin Gordon does not play this season. Nate is not going to lead the league in trades. Patrick Mahomes is going to score his lowest total points of his career. I am going to say Baltimore repeats their beat town and beats Arizona by 20 plus points this week. I agreed with your hot take, but I'm going to step it up maybe five steps. And I'm going to say he's going to retire while wearing normal clothing. So did you did you have a hot take or no? Nope. There's going to be a single game record broken. Single game sack record, single game interception record, single game picks thrown record, any sort of single game achievement by an individual player or the team itself, there's going to be a record broken. I said there will be one game this season where the NFL subreddit does not bitch about the refs. I started typing it, and it wasn't necessarily a hot take up front because I said that the Rams are going to suffer from Super Bowl hangover and not, or and miss the playoffs. Yep. And I added to it, and I said, but they're going to finish last in the division. Chase Daniels going to replace Mitch Trubisky at some point during the season, and stay the starter. Uh, I noticed you uh, are not participating in the hot takes this week. That is correct, sir. I'm going to go ahead and double down on my. Um, hot take from a few weeks ago, and I'm going to say Trubisky's going to get benched before the end of the season. And not only is he going to get benched, he's going to get benched and then cut and then released from the team. I actually typed one up, and that is that Miami finishes ahead of the Jets in the standings this year. I I said that the NFL is going to have three running backs, specifically running backs, but could be wide receivers, with 19 touchdowns or more this season. My hot take is the Packers are going to miss the playoffs. I'm going to say the Bears make the playoffs. Pete Carroll will forget his gum, leading to the collapse of the Seattle Seahawks as we know it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to the Memphis Seahawks. 
I think the Patriots are going to get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. I say Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be quarterback one of the week. So those were all your hot takes throughout the season, Josh. Uh, in retrospect, I could have scored these, but just roughly looking at it, it looks like you have one yep, only one yep, I guess, out of what, 20 hot takes. One to be determined. The Patriots still could be bounced out of the playoffs. And then uh, the NFL subreddit thing. I, I didn't look into, but yeah, I mean, I I guess I just went for the super spice on them. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's what hot takes are all about, Josh. That's that's what we got. Um, you have you have any thoughts or any reflections on what you said? Any uh, any? I mean, obviously you're trying to make spicy takes on purpose, but anything you regret or anything you wish you would have said instead? Nope, I st- I think they're all still going to happen. <laughs> Every single one of them. Yep, except for uh, the Packers missing the playoffs and the Bears <laughs> making the playoffs. But I, I'm still on board with the Pete Carroll and the gum. Yep. Um, I still, I mean, I still have the Patriots being bounced in the first round of the playoffs. Could happen. There's a little TBD. No one knows for sure. Yep, and and Trubitsky is going to get benched and assaulted at some point. <laughs> That's still a possibility. I don't know. I mean, th- their season's over, so I don't know where he's getting benched. Maybe he does like a recreational softball league or something in the spring. Could get benched there. Probably. Anyways, here we'll hit you with my hot takes. My hot take is going to be that the Chicago Bears suck this year. I'm thinking Robin will be a participant in the ship. Well, my hot take was, uh, I mean, we'll get to it later, but Antonio Brown's going to be wide receiver one. The Indianapolis Colts will be in the playoffs this year, in the NFL playoffs. Cam Newton retires definitely by season end, if not within the next couple weeks. We're going to have three NFC North playoff teams in the playoffs (coughs) this year. It's going to be the Pack, the Vike, and the Lions. Uh, My hot take for the week is that Gary Kubiak will take Zimmer's job. And I purposely did not put a time frame or a timeline on it. But, uh, yeah, the 49ers are going to win the NFC West. The uh, Jets are going to turn it around, potentially go 9-7, to maybe better, uh, and make the playoffs maybe in the sixth seed. Patriots, they're finally doing it. Billy B was almost there once. He went to 18-0, and couldn't get over the hump. Billy B does it this year, 16-0, um, perfect season, and then... The three wins in the playoffs to go the perfect 19-0. Joe Flacco doesn't play another game for Denver. Freddie Kitchens gets fired by the end of the season, big league. Mine is that. Mine's a little bit of an overreaction, but I sent Dallas Smith to the playoffs. This was Phillip Rivers last year as a Charger. San Francisco 49ers are going to stomp the Baltimore Ravens. So I'm going to fulfill Kyle's dreams in getting his celebrity shot hot taken there. And he wants his hot take to be that Nikita Bunker is going to win the locks and upsets pot so i'm thinking the buffalo bills are gonna make it to the afc championship game zimmer is gonna block stefanski from interviewing for other positions around the league that's pretty original because i first had my hot take in there that ryan Tannehill was gonna be qb1 of week seven oh i cut myself off just a little short at the last one oh well first first good thing you did all podcast yeah uh, so I noticed you wrote a note as we were going for Freddie Kitchens fired by the end of the year. You wrote, hmm. I mean, he was fired after the season. I mean, is that not? It was Black Monday. I mean, you can say you can put an open there if you want. I figured it counted. I mean, we, it's not like we're keeping score, but I, I mean, it's still, it was a it was a hot take back then and, and it did come to fruition, but mm. but it wasn't by the end of the year. It was after the last game of the season i i guess you got me i could have i could have worded it more better lions missing the playoffs that was upsetting the colts missing the playoffs 
Oof. Cam Newton has not retired yet. He could still retire. He what could... about uh, your week three? Well, <laughs> we can talk. We'll talk about it again later in the fantasy fun time. But yeah, let's just say Antonio Brown, with all of his uh, 16 fantasy points on the year in full PPR, was not the wide receiver one of the year. Let's just say I, got, I was a little off on that one. Shocking. Maybe by about 150 places. Um, but yeah, I got the 49ers taking the taking the West. That was good. Dallas missed the playoffs. That was good. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if we'll do this segment the same way next year. I mean, this is this is a little fun. Uh, when I was listening back to it, I didn't have the same like humorous reaction. I was hoping for it myself. So maybe we'll do something different next year. But that was kind of fun. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I'm whatever. That's that's pretty much exactly how I feel about it too. Yeah, fan tasty zone brought to you by the snacks I ate while we waited for your computer to reboot. Yeah, she ha- she had to restart. She wasn't loading. Um, so I mean, do you want to say what your snacks were? White chocolate trail mix. Ooh, strawberry Arnold Palmer. One more time. One more time mm. before they get discontinued. You you shut your whore fucking mouth. All right. So we did. I did Zatch. Put, we got. We got some. We got some words from Zatch. So I did not put out a Facebook post this this week. So I was like, ah, we'll give the people a break. Zatch went above and beyond and messaged the Facebook page. Then I'm now realizing I didn't open the message after I restarted my computer. So I'm definitely not doing that while I'm just saying words verbally through nonsense. So can I go ahead and guess what he said? Sure. Guns, bath, pro shop, Trump. Verbatim. Exact. I mean, did you hack my Facebook page, Josh? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, anywho, so I don't know if you want to work these in right now, or or we, we can definitely work one of them in right now. Maybe we can hold the other one till later. But here's what here's what we got from these Zatch Wells. Two discussion topics. Who do you think the Steelers should pick up in the offseason to shadow Ben and eventually take over the team? And the second question was, and who do you like to take the AFC? So I think we'll get to the AFC one in a, in a later s- section, but. For Zatch, uh, a Steelers fan, and Eric's another Steelers fan, who should be their QB of the future is essentially the question. Oh, boy. Um, I guess I didn't even think about it. Um, obviously, the two guys they have um, that aren't named Big Ben, they're they're just... Uh, Mason Tweedle- Rudolph and Dalvin yeah. Hodges. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> um, so, I mean, they'd... I don't know, because I don't see them bringing in like a veteran guy. unless You, they- you don't think they'll pick up a free agent? Yeah, no, okay. I mean, it's kind of hard to tell because when you look at the free agent pool of this year, who is it? It's, uh, um, what's his name? Eli, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton might be a play. Well, he's from the Bengals, so most likely not. I mean, um, if he's a free agent, he can sign. I mean, they would never get traded there, but if he's right. a free well, agent, yeah, but, he can sign anywhere. But at the same time, you'd, you'd think that that probably won't happen. Um, I don't know. I think it would be hilarious for them to get Eli. You think? Well, I mean, I don't think Eli being a QB of the future makes sense because um, he said someone to sit behind Ben. Um, oh, someone to sit behind Ben. Right. Yeah, I think they'll do that in the draft more than anything. Okay. Uh, do you know anything about any of the collegiate uh, quarterbacks? Uh, there's some in there. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Joe Burrow's the hottest name, but you would expect him to go to the Bengals or someone like that. I know the Steelers were a bubble playoff team, so they're going to have a, t- a pick in the teens, if not uh, early 20s. Um, Justin Herbert's another big one out of Oregon. Tua, if he decides to declare for the draft out of Alabama, I know he's hurt, but Tua could definitely slide down to the Steelers. Um, I don't know anything about Jake Fromm. I don't know anything about Jacob Eason. 
Jake Fromm, I think, was – he was supposed to be a highly touted guy last year, but I don't think he – it was a shock that he didn't declare, if I remember correctly. Gotcha. Yes, because I don't really follow college sports at all. I don't even recognize these names. Jamie Newman, Kellen Mond, Stephen Montez. All household names. Jordan, Jordan Love, James Morgan. Yeah. I mean, the two big ones are certainly Burrow and Tua, with yep. uh, Justin Herbert being uh, in that conversation as well. So, I mean – the, yeah, if, if they're going to do someone, Tua, I think, is the most likely option. I'm not saying they should take Tua, but that's the most likely option unless they could trade for, like, a Minshew or they could trade for, like, a... Foles. Uh, yeah, I mean, Foles, Foles will be a, older more, too, a, but... more, a more short-term solution, but he's certainly got more years left than it, than Ben, th- uh, I would think. Philip right. Rivers is a free agent option, but he's not going to sit behind Ben. So you'd, ha- you'd have to trade for some young guy sitting on some roster somewhere. Sean Mannion, I'm sure, is available if you're looking for a Sean Mannion. Nate Peterman, um, uh, the Oakland Raiders, I'm sure. What's Josh Freeman up to these days? <laughs> Josh Freeman's out there somewhere. So, he's a guy. <laughs> um, so sorry, Titan, we're not more educated about the, the potential of future QBs. Um, Just know whoever you get will disappoint you in some way. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, yeah, because Ducky Hodges and Mason Rudolph have proved they're not the future. So we'll do that. And then he said, who do we like to take the AFC? We'll talk about that later. Um, I didn't put it into question. Question, Josh, anything you else you want to hit on the final fantasy zone of the season? Nope. All right, Josh. 2019 prediction reviews. So uh, I guess I didn't really know how we were going to do this. So I just put in notes about it. Um, so you said you have something else. What do you what do you got for this for a predictions review? Because well, we, we guess all two two hundred fifty six games before the season starts. Before, and you know it's in like week three of the preseason, so a lot a lot of shit happens after we predict those games. But what do you got? Yeah. So I, I guess um, as far as closeness, I did our accuracy thing again okay. to kind of figure out the accuracy. But then I added some of the professional takes. So we've got Adam Ooh. Rank from uh, NFL All Accents, who is a complete moron. Okay. Um, Cynthia Ferlund, who apparently says she had a foolproof statistical analysis system. She's an, an analyst for NFL. So should I be looking at the Mr. Clean sheet right now? Is that what yes. you're Okay. Yeah, we're on Mr. Clean because okay. I kind of tried to clean things up a bit. <laughs> and then SI had their little article, and so I pulled some things from there. I have it kind of – I have it based on our accuracy, so from their overall projections for the season and, and then – compared it to what their the actual win percent was so arizona had a win percent of 0.344 um, i was the most accurate there um but so then what i did before was i sorted it i figured out the average accuracy and then i sorted it so we could see where we had some trends everybody was pretty much in agreement on new england casey and houston finishing about right where they did um 90 there um some of the teams that had 80% accuracy higher, um, Dallas, Seattle, New Orleans, Philly, Pittsburgh, Giants. So all of our guesses in that area were clear. Um, and then we just kind of went down. And then when you scroll to the bottom, everybody was wrong about the Chargers and Cincinnati. Um, yeah. Well, I mean. For yeah, the most part, they're the, right. the average, I should say. Um, but then I pulled out some other stats. And so over here we have um, you led everybody with the most 100%. And then me and Sports Illustrated, the two so-called professionals, <laughs> had one. Um, I mean, Sports Illustrated is not a professional. Or they're a conglomerate of professionals. Yeah. Um, but then in the 90 to 99% range, I led with six. And then it was Adam no Rank with five. Um, and then 
SI with three, Gar with two, and then Cynthia Freeland with one. So her system there, wow. Uh, but her system apparently worked for the 80 to 89 because she got 13. Did she just guess everyone to be eight and eight? And then it just kind of. That's the funny thing is that it was basically average distribution every, everything was eight and like anything between six and 10 and 10 and six. I don't know if she had anything other than that. So that's kind of funny <laughs> sure. um, because she gets paid to do that and we don't. So right. whatever. Um, but no, just overall. And then um, kind of evens out after that where um, I thought it was funny. Adam rank who got ripped the most, he had the most um, less than 50% accurate because he was the one that said the Vikings were going to go six and 10 or three and 13. It was, it was like three and 13, three yeah. and 13 for the 49ers. That was his prediction. Um, and then, yeah, but then where's the other one season long predictions, the overall averages. So on for our accuracy averages, um, we actually did quite well. I, of the five people that I just read off, Sports Illustrated, Adam Rank, Cynthia something or another, um, you and I, I led with 75% accuracy on the weekly basis. Ladies. Um, or on the overall projection basis. Um, then it was Cynthia with 74.6, but that's because of her 8-8 uh, eight and eight projection the entire time. And then <laughs> you came in third with 72% roughly. Yeah. And then it was Sports Illustrated with 71. And then the so-called genius professional Adam Rank with 67. Oofta. Yeah. I mean, I just thought it was fun to go through and, and check it out and compare some of that. And obviously you hit more teams right on the money, um, but then you had a few more down low. Uh, my worst was Tennessee by far. Um, yeah, I just sorted by my worst selfishly. I was worst on Detroit, and then the Chargers, then Atlanta, Tennessee, and then from there it was 50% or better. But yeah, really fucked up Detroit. I had them going 10-6. and six. And the Chargers, I think, had 12-4, and four, something like that. And neither of them were uh, very close to that. So I missed up something. Oh, well. Yeah, oh, well. Um but yeah, so that's fun. I know we did that a bit last year as well. You had a little point system to it. I I didn't put up a point system, but um, had fun messing around with it anyways. Because spreadsheets are fun. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, did you have anything to add? Anything that you think stood out here? No, I mean, like I said, I was just kind of sorting these. So I was the worst with Detroit and the Chargers. Um, you know, everyone else I was pretty middle of the road. Tampa Bay, I was pretty close on. If I were to sort mine, oops, oops, nope. So you okay? So you were worst on Tennessee and Oakland. So that's interesting. What did you have Oakland going? Yeah, see, and I was going to add that in on this one, but for Oakland, I think I had going. Oh boy, I'm sure I have it hidden on the screen because I'm a dunce. Um, Oakland, I had two and fourteen. Gotcha. Yeah. And then so I had I had the Arizona Cardinals going eight and eight. I thought they'd be a little more middle of the road than they were, but I think next year they're gonna take a step forward. Um who would I have? I had Green Bay going seven and nine. So that obviously did not happen with their fucking thirteen and three. I had Minnesota going twelve and four. You know, bit of a homer there. Not so great. I'm probably most proud of predicting Chicago would be bad since everyone else coming into the season was like, yeah, this is for Chicago's fucking year. Um, I had them going 6-10. and 10. They ended up going 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, they, One of their wins was against a team that was playing all their twos. So, you know, I'm probably definitely most proud about the Chicago one. What about you, Josh? Anything you're, you're most proud of out of your predictions? I mean, Chicago, you had going – they went 8-8. Eight and eight. I had them going 11-5. and five. Mm -hmm. um, I thought they'd do better than they did. Um 
but our accuracy, we're still pretty close on that. Um, overall, I'm pretty happy with my projection on um, like Arizona. I, I mean, they weren't the worst team in the NFL like they were last year, but they did fine. Right. Um, I was pretty close on like Minnesota. I was close on a lot of them, which kind of um, made me happy. You know, obviously, I didn't get as many 100%. I was happy with my New York Giants prediction because I hate them. Um, <laughs> not that that has anything to do with it. You don't really like Dallas either, but you're pretty close on them. Yeah. No, um, I was. And, and so that's funny that they missed the playoffs still. <laughs> um, I mean, when I look at this, I looked for like the my green compared to everybody else's. And, and like yours, Miami, you were the closest. The next one was, you know, 80%. Um, I look at mine for Atlanta. I was dead on with Atlanta and, and the next closest, you know, 77% accuracy. So um, I was, I guess I'm pretty happy about that prediction there. All right. And any other uh, thoughts? Yeah. No, no other thoughts from me. Okay. I mean, yeah, I don't really have anything either. It's just kind of a fun thing to do. Maybe, I mean, predicting 256 games is pretty rough, but if anyone else wants to join us next year, I suppose you can. Maybe I mean, it might be something Brian Knup might do. He's, he's a numbers guy. That's still 256 games. Ooh, fucking yikes. Um, so no, no other final thoughts on the predictions review, Josh? Nope. I know I just asked you a second ago. But all right. Um, since it's playoffs time, I figured, you know, why not do a little speculation? Josh, who do you like this year in the playoffs? 2019. Well, see, first, before I read off my predictions, I did something else today. And I don't know if you see it in the notes where I wrote Star Wars. I did. So I saw that that sheet existed, but I didn't want it to be ruined for me. So I didn't really check it out. So I, I took... I took, I don't know, how many hours are in a day? 24. How many days in a year? 365. Do the math. I took about a half an hour today um, <laughs> to sit down and look at the teams that are in the playoffs and kind of think, what kind of Star Wars character pops into my mind as far as what their kind of season entails, what their playoffs look like, and that sort of thing. And so I'll read it through going from um, through the AFC and then the NFC. And of course, your phone rings. Who's ruining it? Bradley, we're gonna we're gonna answer this on air now since we're already in the in the thick. Bradley, what's up, dog? Oh, what's up, just woke up. So how'd your dad? What what'd you say? You just woke up and what? Headed into work. Oh, nice, nice. Josh said said hi to your dad because you're yeah. currently on the air. Oh, nice, nice. Hello, father. Uh, what, what do you got to do today? Some more shoveling of uh, one centimeter of snow, or a little salt in, or what are we what are we working on today? Right, gotta scrape some snowpack. That that's the name of the game. Is that is that a valuable use of your time? Absolutely not. <laughs> are you getting paid to do it by the hour? Yes, I am. Well, so it's gonna take him seventy five hours just to get there. Yeah, a full seventy five hours. Josh says you're putting in. Yep, yep. You know. Excellent. You know. All right, well, anything else you got for me? Otherwise, I'm going to let you go. No, no, just give me a call later when you're free. Sounds good. Love you long time, my friend. Love you long time, bud. Bye. That was the Bradley Canoop, everybody. What a god. Our first ever guest on the Hidden Oaks pod. Fun fact. Yeah, no, I believe, I remember that. Um, so, yeah. All right, so anyways, back to Star Wars. Yeah, so I just sat down, thought about some of the Star Wars characters, um, that I know off the top of my head, as well as I had to look up some names, um, but and then compared them to the teams themselves and kind of their system, the way they work. And um, so, for, starting off in the AFC, we have Baltimore. I have as Chewbacca, okay, because they're a brute force on offense um, with their run attack. They're loyal to a fault to their coach um, because 
Harbaugh was, had been on that hot seat for a while. Um, but then when you think about their elite stars, um, they're all quite, what are you doing? I just made it so I can read it. Cause that one line went off the screen and it was obnoxious. Um, they are humble when it comes to the elite stars. As far as Lamar Jackson, he doesn't like to hype himself up. Kind of reminded me of Chewbacca in a sense. Okay. Next, we have Kansas City. Can't really understand him when he talks. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Kansas City, we have as Ray. Rather new focal point in the NFL, similar to the new trilogy in Patrick Mahomes. Uh, well-rounded attack, but needs the allies to defeat evil. So when you think about the team, you know, they're well-rounded, but they need to have both sides of the ball working in order to function. They lost games because of their defense, and they lost games when Patrick Mahomes was out. I would say just like like Mahomes, Mahomes needing the help of a Jedi Master, a.k.a. Andy Reid, you know, Ray had help from Leia and Luke. Exactly. You know, so. So, yep. Um, Houston. Oh, no, New England. Admiral Thrawn. This guy might be someone you don't know, (laughs) Um, but he is a... Um, he is the Grand Admiral, Admiral Thrawn. He is an Empire Admiral, so he's a bad guy. Yeah. Um, everybody seems to associate New England with Emperor Palpatine because of that evilness. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Billy B could be Palpatine, but maybe not the whole organization. Right, and, but I actually consider him to be more like Thrawn because he's a master tactician. Okay, okay. And so he's thinking three steps ahead of at all times, and he's an introverted individual. That's about right. screams Billy B. It does. Kraft can be Palpatine because Palpatine, I believe... Was getting handies from Asians and... No, um, Palpatine (laughs) is the one that brought Admiral Thrawn into the Empire, so... Hmm. All right. There you go. Buffalo. Could have gone between two people. You skipped Houston. Unless you wanted to save Houston for last. Houston, R2-D2. Tons of bells and whistles. I mean, they got one of the young focal quarterbacks in Deshaun Watson number one of the if not the best wide receiver in the nfl at this time and deandre hopkins as well as uh will fuller and some other guys that are pretty quick sure um running game you know carlos hyde duke johnson um so and then their defense plenty of bells and whistles plenty of bells and whistles on both sides of the ball but they seem to malfunction at times that are just inconvenient to the rest of the season yeah um buffalo I had them as either darth maul or darth nihilus nihilus i don't know how to say it um both of those individuals are Sith Lords fueled by hatred. I decided on Darth Maul because they're fueled by Buffalo is fueled by hatred for New England. And that is pretty accurate description of Darth Maul. Tennessee, Bail Organa. That is the individual from Rogue One who created the Death Star, designed it. So he has he created a dominant offensive attack, similar to what Tennessee has in AJ Brown ryan Tannehill and derrick henry aj brown is making a case for rookie of the year mm-hmm. Tannehill is making a case for comeback player of the year and derrick henry has already won the rushing title so three-headed weapon there some would say it's a dominant offensive attack but there's a known flaw and that is their defense secretly though they've been working to destroy the empire which they're doing on saturday against new england see how i tied that in there so just okay yeah so i understand now so this is the guy that designed this death star he in he um purposely installed a flaw so that it could get destroyed well yeah don't, don't say purposely because that just kind of ruins my whole narrative they have a flaw in the system in which i mean they anyone who be watched exploited. One. yeah 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 um going to the nfc san fran we have Baze melvis that is the guy who defended the blind man in rogue one um, his defense is the strong point, but he can be sketchy on the attack. He's one with the force. Um, but when it comes to his attack, when he needs to get it done, 
You can. Okay. Sounds a little bit like San Fran. Green Bay, we have as Ewoks um, <laughs> because their offense is basically held together with sticks and stones. But at this point in time, they can use their environment to their advantage, just like the Ewoks did in the Battle of Endor. <laughs> See, because it's cold out. I, yeah. I, okay. I got it. I got it. New Orleans, we have as Kylo Ren because you can't really tell if they're the good guys or the bad guys. You want to cheer for them, but then you remember Bounty Gate. You remember Sean Payton doing the skull clap for the Minnesota fans. So you really just, you don't want to. Um, but then you just, you, you got to give them the credit because Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, powerful fun as, to watch. Powerful as hell. You just don't know what side of the coin they're on. Exactly. Kylo Ren. Philadelphia, C-3PO. Doug Peterson is a known analytic whore. C-3PO is an analytic whore, barely holding it together with their injuries, but they always seem to luck themselves into the right situations. Yeah, C-3PO was there for all nine episodes, and that guy was vital. He was. He was very vital to all of this, Um, but at the same time, he's a worrywart, doesn't have much offense. Philly's missing all of their wide receivers. Gets his memory wiped multiple times. Yeah, so it's just one of those things. Seattle, we have Islando Calrissian outgoing fan base with a slight little arrogance um around them that's you know lando is outgoing a little bit of cockiness to him um, especially in episode five i think when he's introduced sure yeah um comes out of retirement at the last moment in order to help secure victory marshawn lynch anybody mm-hmm. minnesota padme amidala cunning at times but leave you shaking your head at others so they're one of those minnesota i see as one of those teams that you're just like holy cow and, and i'm thinking about defensive schemes with zimmer as well as some of that offensive trickery with the play action um but then there's sometimes where you're just like why are you running the ball at the middle 14 plays in a row so that's I, I, that's how I saw Minnesota, and I, I don't know how you can work this into logic, but I really like Padme because I feel because obviously spoiler alert for episode three, she gives birth to Luke and Leia and then dies. So I don't know how you can. I, I'm tr- I was trying to think of a way the whole time as soon as I saw this to relate the Vikings like giving birth to something and then dying. I don't know what. I mean, we put plenty of people over in the playoffs. The Vikings could set a record for most play, or the Vikings will set a record unless we win the Super Bowl for most playoff losses at thirty. I think so. I mean, you could you could say that we put a, put over a lot of teams in the playoffs. We gave birth to the Nick Foles. I mean, you could also say that it uh, you guys gave birth to um, like Adrian Peterson's career and watched it die because he didn't do he had success while he was here. Yeah, and won he an left, MVP, but he, but he never uh, he never actually got to that final goal. Yeah, he ne- he never got his bowl. That's for sure. Um, coaching. Pat Shermer, you saw him flourish. He was his he's, career was born in Minnesota, and, and he was a good OC. And then the last I heard, he's panhandling on the streets of New York. Well, I mean, he, I'm sure, he, I'm sure, I guarantee he gets swept up as an OC pretty quick here. But yeah, apparently, him running an organization is not as yeah. good. So yeah, um, but but then my big thing was the trickery within the episode one or two where she was faking as the handmaiden. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she had a double. Yep. And so that is. Uh, that's where Look I was at thinking. Look how good because... we are, 13 and 3, 10 and 6 in the playoffs. Nope. Exactly. I like it. Josh, I like your breakdown. So now since since this is actually a prediction segment, who, you know, here you didn't really there's like no there's no Yoda, there's no Palpatine to like go to the top of the bracket. So who do you like? Titan asks, who do you like in the AFC? But do you want to go over your bracket or do you just want to talk about who you like in the playoffs this year? I don't know how you want to break that down, but I appreciate the Star Wars. That's that was awesome. Um, I guess, yeah, we can go over the brackets if you want to talk a little bit, because I, I need to, 
I need to give myself a break. It's tiring when you talk. <laughs> right? Um, I mean, so I have not filled out my bracket yet, but I'm going to pull up the website. Um, give me one second here. I'm just going to do it on my phone, actually. But so I, I sent out a joke. So anyone who opened the link I sent, I had the Bills and the Vikings being in the Super Bowl with the Bills winning it because I thought that was funny. Um, sorry, now, now I do have to stop. I actually thought that was your bracket. And I was just like, Garlic, you dunce. You're right. All right. So, I mean, we got Tennessee playing New England, the Bills playing Houston, Vikings and the Saints and the Seahawks and the, and the Eagles. So moving on from there, I think I like, I don't know. I mean, it could be interesting. We we both I think we both like uh, New England to get upset. I think there might be a little too much trickery and tactician out of Billy B. So we'll see. Um, I really like the story of the Bills. So if I were to pick an underdog story, I would like the Bills going to the AFC Championship. Probably end up playing the Chiefs. Or no, they won't play the Chiefs. They probably end up playing the Ravens. Um, so the Bills are not going to beat the Ravens. So that means the Ravens would be in the bowl in the AFC, to your question from much earlier, Titan. So it would be the AFC representation from the Ravens. And then in the NFC, I mean, I love the Niners. I like Green Bay. I like the Saints. I think there's three really solid NFC teams. Eagles, Vikings are okay as well. Seahawks are – you can never count out the Seahawks because they've just been there too many times. Pete Carroll's, despite what a lot of people say, Pete Carroll's a great coach. Uh, I'll probably go with the cliche. It'll be a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl. We'll get a rematch from a couple years ago when they were in the Superdome and the lights went out for like fucking 45 minutes, which was weird. Um, but if it's a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl, I'm going to give the edge to the Niners just because I want the NFC to win more than I want Lamar Jackson to win. I don't know why I have this inner hatred for Lamar Jackson, but I just kind of do. But that, that's me. I'll take it a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl just off the top of my head, and then I'll I'll take the Niners to take it. Yeah, that's the part where you would talk if you want to. Yep. Nope. Um, that's that's a good point. Um, so yeah, I mean, as far as it goes, I just it's like I say every year. I want good games. Um, I, I I do agree that I think that the Titans have a good chance at taking down New England. Um, and so in my bracket, I had that being the case, uh, mostly to stick to my guns because I remembered my bold prediction of New England getting trounced in the first round. Had to have things go my way in order for him to you know have to play in the first round so i was i was fortunate enough that miami beat them um and so i do think that tennessee i I do think tennessee has a good chance to win that game um but as far as the the afc goes i had baltimore making it to the super bowl i just they're well-rounded they've got a solid offense solid defense um they run the ball really well um but it's also you know a young young quarterback uh the defense has been shaky um so i would you know they they might have some trouble from kansas city either one of those two teams from the afc i'd be fine with honestly i just want to watch an offensive explosion in the in the playoffs so Um, you don't want to see the super bowl from last year 10-3 patriots beat the rams no (laughs) i don't even remember watching that game you were at my house yeah it was boring it was boring if you don't like defense for sure yep um but then um for the nfc side of things um obviously homer pick packers um i do think that if new orleans beats minnesota i do think the packers despite drew Brees, um abysmal um quarterback rating outdoors as compared to indoors um, <laughs> abysmal abysmal a full yeah when you said that last night and then i saw the thing on reddit i like wasn't even trying to throw shady i was just like this is hilarious josh will get a get a chuckle from this i did i did i was actually shocked because i i had been listening to the um nfl 
um, around the NFL podcast. I listen to that from time to time, and yep. and they had said that they um, that Drew Brees does poorly outdoors, and then that's that, and that's kind of where I regurgitated it from. Sure. Um, so I should have cited my source last night. I mean, I, I, I was idiot. Right. Um, but um, overall, they're they're comfortable playing indoors. They're from New Orleans, playing in Green Bay. They may have a shot. Sure. Um, I don't want to see Minnesota for a third time, even though they wouldn't see them until the championship game, anyways, or the conference championship. So, sure. Um, but I still don't want to have to play them for the third time. Um, but yeah, overall, if if it's not Green Bay, I want it to be New Orleans. That's that's kind of how it is, and I, I've been saying that for the last two years now, almost. Sure. Yeah, we've we've been cheering for. I know both of us have been. We've been a fan of New Orleans, and we we like them to get there. And they got they got Minneapolis miracle, and then got an entire NFL mugged. rule change. Yeah, they got exactly mugged. I mean, you can argue that in that game they should have been in a position where they're up by more, so that last pass doesn't get them out of the thing. But it was egregious. Um, so just kind of the way that goes. They've gotten screwed over a couple times. I would like to see Breeze win another one. Breeze does not, you know, I'm not the same as the rest of the Vikings fans who sees Breeze and sees Bounty Gate and sees all that other nonsense. Whatever, dude. You can fucking move on by now. I like Breeze. I like their their offensive style. People don't forget. Well, that's, well, that's also true. I will say for people setting their brackets that I don't know if this is too much homerism or not enough homerism, but it is such a fucking Vikings thing to do to go into New Orleans, upset them, and then get butt fucked by San Fran the next week because Mike Zimmer the only way Mike Zimmer ever has success is with a chip on the shoulder team that's why we're in every other year team um so if he can, if he can get enough of a chip on these guys shoulder we can go out there and fight the defense obviously would play much better than our offense we could upset the Saints if Zimmer can chip this team enough but then there'll be way too much emotional hangover and we will get but but fuck the next week but so, just we'll just watch for the upset it's not impossible no and i don't the way think zimmer does things i don't think it's impossible either um but at the same time when you said I, i'm chuckling inside because when you said um chip on the shoulder i just picture him walking around with a bag of ruffles following <laughs> kirk cousins everywhere and then just putting a chip on kirk's shoulder and then when he brushes it off putting another one on there and uh coach stop what the frick Rick Coach, Jesus. Don't make me put more tinfoil around this steak. Ow. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, so, so to be clear, I'm sorry, who was your Super Bowl victor? I, f- I forgot well, while we to were stay, chatting. To stay true to my uh, um, bold predictions throughout the thing, I had Tennessee upset New England, Baltimore making it to the Super Bowl, Yep. and then um, my other one was Green Bay is going to disappoint me in the playoffs, and um, and I think Baltimore takes it over Green Bay. So Chewbacca is the Super Bowl champion. I think that's fitting. Chewbacca destroys the Ewoks. He's he's been around since episode four. You know, obviously since seventy seven, the original trilogy. Didn't get you know all episodes one through nine. I don't I don't I mean I don't think he was ever called out in three. Obviously, or two or three. Obviously, Yoda hung out with the Wookiees, but I don't think Chewbacca was a character at that point in time. So I like Chewbacca winning. I think that's nice. Yeah, yeah, better than uh, better than the other guys. Better than Padme or fucking Bayes Malbus. All right, anyways, Josh, do you have any other thoughts on the the predictions or the playoffs this year? Nope. All right, we are going to move on then to locks and upsets and this is going to be brief. We're just going to we're just going to give some credit where some credit is unfortunately due, Josh. T1, we're done. <laughs> uh yeah, so T did win. I will go through the whole leaderboard just while the song's playing and it's for skipping for some fucking reason. Um, so T in an upset. So going into last week, Kyle was up by two points. It was 38 to 36. Um, T 
he ended up picking who the fuck did he pick he picked Green Bay over Detroit, which looked rough for a while, and then picked Atlanta over Tampa Bay, which was also looking rough. Kyle, with a two-point lead, took New England over Miami, and then I don't know why he picked the Giants over Philly. I love you, Kyle. I don't understand that pick. Maybe you just wanted to go with an interesting interesting upset. But. I can actually – I understand that pick. I okay, mean, so Josh empathizes. Yeah. I mean, you got Philly, who is just absolutely destroyed with injuries. Yeah. So I can see that pick. Okay, and then, yeah, obviously Miami upset New England. Funny enough, T tried to pick Cincinnati over Cleveland as upset. He couldn't pick that one because he had had Baltimore or he had Cleveland losing the week before, but T also would have gotten that upset because Cincinnati did beat Cleveland. So all so T technically had three good picks. One of them obviously didn't count, but so T wins 39-38. He upsets Kyle in the last week. Um, you know, Plenty of people didn't play in the last week, but I know Walters will be upset if I don't say Walters technically came in third with 36 points. Points. Jalen, who led us in the beginning of the year, had 34. Nikita and Jordan with 33. Brian at 32. Josh, 31. Where Derek, I 30. Uh, you win a uh, swift kick in the rear end. Huh. Jesse, 29. Aaron, 29. Erickson, Brad, 28. Garlic, do, 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 do. All the way down at the bottom with 25. But so that was locks and upsets. Everyone, thank you for playing. I'm not sure if we'll do it again next year, if we'll do something different. But I appreciate everyone playing every week. And congratulations, T, on winning $140. Josh, you get to do us a little ditty one more time. What do we got? Fantasy Fun Time, retrospective 2019. That was beautiful. I will say, you did seem to lose your luster there in the last couple weeks of the season. I just lost all motivation and everything when I realized my season was over. For your which season was over? Your fantasy, fantasy. fun time? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well last week in Studs and Duds, uh I had Lynch, projected two point one, got nine point four. Edelman only got uh five point six out of his fifteen point eight projection. I got seventeen and a half points for the final final week. I had AJ Brown. Um who was projected 13 he ended up getting 22 i got a positive nine there and then i had edelman as well so i finished with 19.4 on the week also the week high nice first place uh eric's had deontay johnson at 10.6 only got 9.4 negative one there obj um as a dud projected 12.8 actually got 17.1 so eric's as true to his entire year getting negative 5.5 good enough for last place the only negative person on the week Nikita had zero because, as she told me, she had no idea we were doing picks um, or suds and duds. So she got zero this week. Walters, on the other hand, he seemed to have remembered. And he had Mostert, who was projected 12 and a half. He got 20 for positive eight. And then Russell Wilson, who got 20 and was projected 19 for negative one. He finished with 6.6 positive on the week. Finally, Brian copied me with the Marshawn Lynch pick. Projected two, got nine. And then Christian McCaffrey, as a dud, probably just took whoever's projected the most points on the week. Projected 26.6, got 22.8. Overall, Brian was positive 11 on the week. And that positive 11 was good enough to break Brian past the 100-point mark. So shout-out to Brian, the only person even close to 100 and broke it. Out of the core five, Nikita, of course, came in first. Um, Josh, a very close second right at the end. Obviously, Nikita didn't make any picks in the last week, but Josh finished with 49 points 
points in the positive. I finished with 18.7. Walters finished with negative 37.5. And then Eric's finished with negative 60.3. Like I said, Brian blew away that anyone who ever participated leaderboard. Nikita was second there. Josh third. Hammer ended up finishing in fourth with 43. Um, I was fifth in that one. Sixth was Jamie, the last positive person at a whole 1.2. Next is Brad at negative 5.5. And then Walters and Eric's are at the bottom of the any participant leaderboard as well yeah so thank you again everyone for playing studs and duds i know it wasn't for money or anything but it's still kind of a fun game to play i liked it we'll see if we bring it back next year maybe we'll change up a rule or something who knows we got plenty of time to think about it josh we also took some studs and duds for the year at the very beginning yeah i looked at them I think that every single one of mine that were studs ended up on the IR or injured at some point, except for Mark Andrews. There you go. <laughs> so so I know, Josh is a curse. So I did um, I did put some asks, right, uh, some uppercase stars next to the names of people who did end up by an uppercase IR. stars. Yeah. That would be a superscript star. Whatever. Um, Darius Geis, he was my stud for running back. Um, he was projected 180. He only had 57.4. He, he finished the season on IR, and I don't even know how many games he played. Not a lot, though. Um, Marquise Goodwin, he finished the season on IR. I think he was out early and on in the season. He only had 38 points. He was projected 76. Sam Darnold missed some time from kissing his sister. Um, <laughs> he was projected 240. He ended up with 190. So, yeah, my and, and my only stud that actually mattered that did well was Mark Andrews, who um, – went past his projection by 272.5 yeah um so i did i did pretty i did better on my studs darren waller of course uh was similar to mark andrews came in as a bit of a tight end sleeper he was only projected 120 points on the year actually got 221 so it was a positive 101 points on the season for me will fuller v um the fifth, in case anyone doesn't know what that V stands for. He was projected 138 on the season. Barely didn't get it. Finished with 134. He was banged up throughout the year, though, which he always is. So it was a kind of a riskier stud pick, knowing Will Fuller has a plenty of injuries in his history. But sometimes you got to roll the dice. I had Rojo, a.k.a. Ronald Jones, as my running back stud for the year. He was projected 95.7. And just like I thought, Bruce Arians started to use him in more of a DJ-type, David Johnson-type role like he did in Arizona. Actually got 166.3 PPR points on the week on the year so that's a positive 70 for me and then jimmy g just barely a stud um he's projected 236.9 actually got 247.3 so i gained an extra 10 points there yeah for duds um i actually got positive on all mine um and I, i'm trying to think i think the only guy that actually missed time in this was hunter henry uh, hunter henry and devonta freeman missed time oh i guess i didn't even know devonta freeman did um but yeah hunter henry he finished with 150 um which was 14 less than his projection. Devonta Freeman had just shy of 200, which is 45 under his projection. Julian Edelman just about got his projection, so only a point difference there. Um, and then Carson Wentz um, was 17 and a half under his projection. Um, so I did get positive points on all those duds. Nice. Uh, I had Travis Kelsey, who was technically a dud, but he was still the tight end one on the year. Um, he's projected 281.1. I actually got 254.3, so I gained 26 points there. Uh, Julio Jones only got 12 points under his yearly projection. Projected 286, got 274, so I got 12 there. Um, Joe Mixon was projected 268. He only got 225, so another 43 points there for me. And then Aaron Rodgers. I was shocked to see that Aaron Rodgers had 278 fantasy points 
points on the year. I know we got like four, like was it 30 or 40 that one week? So I know that helped, but I was honestly surprised as he actually still did that well overall in fantasy. I know it was a little more sporadic, but he did good. Um, projected 299.6 on the year, only got 278. So I got another 21.2 points there. So I hit on every single one of my picks except for Will Fuller, who was just barely not a stud. Feel pretty good about my picks at the same time. I mean, studs and duds applies a little more of, uh, implies a little bit more of a dramatic take. You know, someone like um, Jimmy G, who technically it's more than his projection, only 10 more points, so isn't really a stud. Same as Aaron Rodgers, he only got 20 points less than his projection. He's not really a dud. So maybe we could come up with another name, but that's kind of just what we've called it. So that's the way she goes. Yeah. 2019 predicted positional leads. This is one that. You know, this is just tossing a dart at the dartboard for the most part. Yeah, just for funsies. But, um, yeah, so we have – we both went with Deshaun Watson for quarterback, who actually, and I saw that you put the actual finishes in there, which is nice. Um, QB4, so you know, that's not a bad prediction when you think about it. Mm-hmm. It's, um, running backs, CMC. I, I had CMC who was the running back one, so I'll take that. Delvin Cook um, didn't do what you said. It looked good for a while, but then he got banged up, and then he wasn't getting as many receptions, so ended up RB6. Yep, and for wide receivers, um, I had Adams, who missed four or five weeks with that uh, toe injury, um, and he still finished with wide receiver 22, which I actually didn't know. I was surprised by that, Um, so who knows what would have happened if he actually had a full season. Um, You had Antonio Brown. How did that? He had a full 16 fantasy points in the one game he played week two with the uh, with the Patriots. Yeah, so actually finished wide receiver 151. Hey, there's two ones in that one, ladies. Um, for for the uh, tight end position, Zach Ertz. Um, he finished with tight end four, um, and then you had Kittle, who was tight end two. So not bad overall for our predictions. They're obviously wide receiver. There's a lot more. There's a lot more wide receivers in the in the game, so it's a harder to hit. Um, and the, but then we also, aside from the four weeks that Adams missed, we we picked healthy players um, for the most part. Right. Yeah. So that was just kind of another fun thing we did. Just make more predictions. See how you do at the end of the year. Um, you have any other fantasy reflections for the year, Josh? Nope. Okay, we are now going to move on to a little podcast reflection. Uh, just kind of talking about the podcast, how we felt about it, you know, kind of some ideas we might be mulling around for next year, essentially just so we have them so we don't forget them. Um, but what, what do you think, Josh? Off the top of your head, I noticed you didn't throw in a note there off the top. Uh, what, what are you thinking we could do for the podcast? Well, do you want to keep doing the podcast, first of all? Well, yeah, I mean, I suppose we have the table and everything set up, so. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, and, and we did get... I think the main goal for this season was to get more fan engagement, fan interaction and things like that. And that's always going to be the case. Um, and we did get that. Thank you, Brian. Um, yep. Zatch. I mean, Nikita. Brian, Zatch, Walters, Nikita, Eric's. And, and our studs and duds. Five. Or our, not our studs and duds, but our, um, well, yeah, our studs and duds had some celebrity shots throughout the year. But yep. then our picks segment, um, that had quite a few participants in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that for improvement, I just think taking all of the uh, survey um the survey results as well as just some of the suggestions throughout the year um as in reducing swearing things like that no Um, one ever suggested reducing swearing all right well whatever um but just trying to get more interaction and i do like the idea of um games and more fantasy 
keeping it more fantasy oriented, but then also sprinkling some of our homerism um, at times. Right. So, I mean, we, we, out of the survey, I think multiple people, I say multiple, I think it was two, but two people said kind of less home results talk. And I think even last year we had the, the uh, feedback of just making it shorter. Um, so I don't know. I think at the beginning of the year, I tried to like time box things a little bit better, but then I noticed you had kind of deleted it out of the agenda. So I was just like, I don't know if Josh doesn't like time boxing things or not. So I just never put them back in. Oh, but, I, I deleted them because we were never very good at sticking to them. <laughs> well, I know, but that's like a, it, it helps me throughout the show to see how far behind we are anyway. So that's an idea. Maybe we can, we can try again. Um, I just an idea I had. So we, I mean, we both like this at the end of the day, while we do have listeners, we're not trying to make money off this. We're not trying to go famous. So this is a hobby for us. I know not that anyone's interested in our takes, but I think Josh and I enjoy, you know, thinking critically about the game and coming up with decent takes about our Homer teams. Cause we both love the sport of football. Um, but my idea was instead of so right now we really have kind of two homer sections that get pretty long and then two sections where we talk about the rest of the nfl so instead of those first kind of four sections of the or the first like general football sections we replace it with a thing just a title i temporarily named it the repre so what it would be is instead of the homer results and the watchful moments and the tingles and jingles and whatever for each week we would get one minute to talk about whatever the hell we want from the previous week and one minute to talk about whatever the hell we want for the next week so you can talk about the package for a minute if you want if you want to give a shout out to someone else you want obviously you have a minute so you can split it 30 seconds 30 seconds however you want but you get one minute for the week before one minute for the week past so it kind of forces you to have more um you know you can be briefer with your takes if you want to get real creative since you only have 60 seconds you can try and come up with a haiku or something you can try and put in some creativity in there um but that that was my idea to try and shorten down that segment while we're still able to throw in our takes so yeah kind of that i like that i guess i was because when i'd seen this i was wondering what it was um kind of reminds me of the old espn i guess it's still probably on the espn where they have the ticker on the side and it has a topic involved and they only have like a certain amount of time to talk it's about like, that, and then that it moves is on. that part of the interruption is that that show I know they do it on multiple things, but I th- is yeah, that from and that show? They, yeah, and they have like one one segment where um, it's like a it's a little bit longer than a minute. It's like a five minute timer, three minute timer, but then the, they have the like ten topics. Three minutes. Yeah, oh, they have sorry. ten topics that they just go through, and they so they try and get through all of them in that time. But yeah, no, if we did a minute, um, minute here, minute there, it would definitely shorten our segments quite a bit. Um, and and then we could focus on some of the more um, games, humor, things like that. Obviously, humor is just we can't force that that just kind of comes naturally for the most part yeah i mean yeah most of our humor is quote-unquote improv i mean neither of us have any actual like comedy backgrounds we don't write jokes like a comedian would and we don't we never we can barely like, write literally. right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i have self self-diagnosed dyslexia so um but yeah so i mean we can try we, i mean we can try our best to sprinkle in humor and you know if we're kind of forced into different constraints i think that might force us to be creative in different ways so we'll see how that goes i still like the fantasy zone um i'm thinking for the hot takes we'll just roll that into the fantasy zone because i don't know i mean it was hard i think to come up with what was it 20 21 hot takes throughout the year so maybe we just say we have a minimum of one each week so whether it's you come up with it i come up with it or a fan comes up with it we can still just have one at least each week and listen to them at the end um change up that a little bit i obviously still want a a section for fan interaction in case people do because we love when you guys reach out and if we get nothing from the fans we can do a discussion question just for make things a little more lively um 
But that, I mean, that was my big idea. Was just if people that's a way we can cut down on the time and cut down on some of the more home results talk that most of the people um, seem to you know seem to take some time that they already know about. Um, the only other th- idea that was thrown out by Walters, which I thought was fun for a new game next year, is so you know how they do like daily fantasy, weekly fantasy. Um, I haven't looked into this yet, but apparently you could set up like a private league, and so each week you know how daily fantasy works. You get a you get you know like a thousand fake dollars, then you have to buy players, yep. and so you're just trying to set the best weekly fantasy lineup. And so if we can't, if it works like this, if you can set up a private league and then we just have like a leaderboard or I can create a leaderboard in a spreadsheet, I think that'd be fun. See, just to see how many people you want to get playing there and you know, you can get breaking rights throughout the year. Maybe we put money on it. Who knows? But yeah. And, and, and that was an idea that I had, um, kind of debated on and thought about throughout the year. I was happy to see Walters had typed it up and he thought about it too, it seems. Um, but doing something like that, doing something like a, uh, um, kind of a beat the experts if you want to consider that uh, if us experts where if we do have a league like that you and i come, go in each week and we create a team and then they try and beat it and then um you know winner each week if they beat us then they you know i don't know they get like a 30 second uh they can leave a 30 second voicemail where they can say whatever the hell they sure. want yeah. um some, I don't know, something like that. Obviously, we have time to think about it, but I do yeah. like the private. You can do that because when I was doing, because I did that for a while, um, and then I got told to stop because I was taking too much money from the system, um, <laughs> that they uh, you could have private leagues set up where um, you sure. can kind of customize the settings and everything. I don't know about the leaderboards and anything like that, but right. you could. Well, yeah, whether it's in the system or we created ourselves. Right, and, right. and that, that shouldn't be too difficult to do as well, but you could have a decent amount of people on there as well. Um, and do that yeah i mean that's that's a great idea like i said i just have not looked into it at all i've never played daily fantasy so i don't know much about it but i'll definitely look into it for next year um i mean i mean mean, just coming off going off of the top of my head right now that i like that idea a lot that's something that could be easily implemented um people don't necessarily need to go to a website or call in to do it they could just do it on their phone and we'd be able to talk about it you know just we wouldn't have to go into detail about all of them um but that sort of thing we could also do something like um, i do enjoy the studs and duds um segment but we could do um you know we could do like um player locks things like that pickups of the week that sort of thing i don't know sure um but like pre- predicting those pickups so if you look at the waiver wire someone who's not rostered in 90 percent of leagues but someone who's only rostered in like 10 percent or less go i think this guy's gonna go off mm-hmm. that's sort of, i don't know but yeah, I mean, I'd be happy with shortening it up to keeping it 30 to 45, 30 to 40 minutes. Right. I mean, I mean, if we're, I mean, we're taking out sections, but if we add in games, who knows how it works out. Um, right. Overall, I think it's just, it, it, it always seems longer to people who are hearing things they don't want to hear. So if they, if we, if we keep it an hour still, which is roughly what we do every week and then, but we're, you know, they're not hearing home results that they already know about. They're hearing a, a different game they can play in or some trivia we're doing, or we're just having some banter. It won't feel like an hour maybe. So, I mean, that, that's just another way to make it feel different um and i know kind of coming into the year kind of a lot of your feedback was let's make it general not necessarily narrow cast but i mean still our audience is like 75 percent the hidden oaks redraft league so even if we're talking general fantasy well, that's because 75 percent of the united states is our redraft league at this point 
We have 14 members. Take a breath. 14! And, oh, and I suppose you didn't hear. Uh, so we have two more interested members. So I think we're going to have to go to 16 next year, Josh. Oh, have fun. No. Uh, but so, uh, but Eric, did, Eric, Mr. Landvik, uh, so obviously I've bugged him for the last three, four years to join the league when we've had an opening. He said no. Hammer asked him one time. He's like, oh, sure, I'll probably, I'm interested for next year. So fuck you, Eric. I know you don't really seem to listen anymore, but I hate you. And then, uh, Jer- I don't know how familiar you are with the Pribernows, the Pribs. Yeah. Um, so Jerry. Jeremy, Jeremy seems interested. Um, so I know I, we don't know about Robin. I've been talking to Nate today. It sounds like Nate's not going to be back next year. So that's already an open spot. Um, but it depends on if we go, if we've the league, what do you think? What do you think the league's going to do? We're going to go to four. We're going to stay 14 or go back to 12. Cause there's on the survey results, pretty much everyone was indifferent except for like three people. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly don't know. That's something that, um, it was, trying at times i think that if we did if we left it at 14 i liked I, I like implementing my idea from last week about the um double headers where you play the league um average as well as um your head-to-head opponent adds a little bit more just so you don't get the unlucky draw at that time um because right now in a 14 person league you just play everyone once i'm pretty sure if there's a 13 week regular yep. season we don't do division so you just play every other team once yep and so that that's fine if it goes down to 12 um, which I, I honestly don't see that happening. Um, but if it goes down to 12, then we'll just have to um, figure something out, I guess. Yeah. I like. I mean, even if we've been back to the 12, I think I would, I would personally propose to keep it with a five-person bench. I, just, I think it makes it much more interesting. Oh, yeah. No, um, and I, I agree. I loved I loved that, and I hated it both at times. Exactly, because so, you want to you have, like, obviously everyone wants to have their stash of, like, 18 backups, but when you're forced to only have five, you're really like, I don't need that backup quarterback. I don't need that extra defense. Yeah, oh. well, don't tell that to Nikita, because well, I told her many times has, to get rid of a backup their, quarterback. Everyone has their own strategy, um, but I think I don't think this league would go for it, but I think I'm also going to throw out there be like, hey, does anyone want to just get rid of defenses and kickers? We could maybe add another flex or two if anyone wants to, but I think I'm interested in just seeing what that's like, because I've, I've kind of been coming around to the bsb way of things of just not having a defense and kicker just because they are kind of so variable but I, I mean yeah no that actually getting rid of both those positions and having a um having an extra flex i think would be interesting or um, we could add a third wide receiver and a flex so it's not like three flexes but i mean we, we would talk about it but it's just it's just an idea yeah, so that, you still that, have plenty of starters that that's an idea that's that that's fine because there is a lot of um a lot of just overall separation between those positions. I mean, you get top, you get kickers that are Justin Tucker, Will Lutz, whatever the guy's name. <laughs> what was that last from one? Houston coming out? Oh, Kai, Kai Fairbairn. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Harrison Butker, I think was top Harrison this Butker year. up there. Yeah. yeah, so you get those four, but then the the rest of the kickers are Pinero. Yeah, I mean Daniel Carlson, not like a bad kicker, but like he just never got any opportunities. I think he averaged like four points a week just because Oakland like never kicks field goals for whatever reason, yeah, which was interesting. And defense, you know, I'm I'm fine with keeping defenses more than kickers, just because they have gotten rid of the, and I think they changed it a while ago. But like pick sixes no longer count against the defense where they used to. So basically, you know, if you have Tampa Bay's defense, you're screwed. Right, yeah, because it's not well. Because the defense is not like because you get docked points every time there's points allowed. But if the defense is on the field, it's not the defense didn't allow yeah, the points. Yeah, they changed that like last year, or two years ago. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've, we said this was the podcast reflection. Now we're talking about the league, but yeah, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. We can get rid of the, the kicker or the defense. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. But yep. just some ideas for improvement. Yeah, for sure. Um, anything else you could think? I mean, we talked about the league, but anything else you can t- think about to uh, improve the podcast or improve the 
I don't know. I think the conditions in this basement need to improve slightly. Maybe uh, maybe add a heat source down here for the winter time. Um, who, do, who do we talk to about that? Who would be the guy we refer? Well, you know, I I don't uh, I don't really know. Um, I keep going outside and saying someone help, but nobody offers. So we'll see. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, so guys, I do have one more question for you. So do you want to say, so last year we did three in the spring. We did a free agency recap. We did a draft preview and then a draft recap. Do you want to follow that or do you just want to go down to two? Do you want to do more or less? Because uh, we did one in March, one in probably April, and then one in May would be my guess. I'd be fine doing the March and May for sure. I think okay. that after the draft, um, yeah, and then because then you're not counting like the preseason ones where we do right. Um, yeah, I'm just yeah, just like quote unquote the off season, the three in the spring, and then I don't count August as the spring. So okay, yeah, no, that's I would say just the two is fine. So we'll I think do, like with the draft preview, I mean, because after free agency is over, if we did one, you know, um, I think we did like maybe two weeks after free agency opened, so we got most of the move, like all the big moves would happen the first two weeks. Yeah, if we did if we did that same kind of timeline we'd know kind of what the needs are for the draft anyway so we could do a little bit of a sure. here's what i want this team to focus on in the draft this is what this team should focus on right we don't because let's be honest we're not going to research guys in the draft and come up with their uh no, no. spark scores no, and I mean, find out we, i mean we don't do those for high listenership those are essentially again this is at the end of the day this is a hobby for us you know and i think it keep, helps keeps us fresh so we don't you, go from january to august not podcasting so it's, yeah, just, you, it's just fun you keep mentioning this being a hobby and everything and, it, and, that, and it, that is the case it is um, but i do think we need to have a subscription as well so individuals who are um, who do want to listen and contribute more, they have a subscription. They get all the same things as a free listener, <laughs> so they get but they just zero, pay us in zero general. Zero added yep. benefit. Well, so if we want to... So again, we're, we're rambling here, but it's the last podcast where not a lot of people are going to listen to this one anyway. So so there's a... in the and Not in the not in the victorious pods, but in the Ryan Easton pod that took over, the land of 10,000 plus coons, they have a 350 club. And so it's just you pay them 350 one time and then you get like you get a shout out every episode. But like shout out to Blank from the 350 club. So... You think we get people to pay like three fifty one time, and then we shout them out every episode? Seeing as we are a much better produced podcast than that one, I'm guessing, and just just in general more knowledgeable than those people, I would think that the three fifty in our club doesn't have that decimal. So there's three hundred fifty dollars, and then yeah, I think that's a little <laughs> the, bit more three fifty club, but yeah. three hundred fifty dollars. Okay, I yeah. mean. They would definitely be worthy of a shout if they someone gave us three hundred fifty dollars for sure. Yeah, no, I think that's going to be the route that we should go. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's everything we got. Any, anything else you want to say, Josh? So we'll come back in March. Um, so or it sounds like we'll come out either late March, early April, kind of do the free agency recap, draft preview. Anything you want to say to anyone between now and then? This is now the outro. Clean your gutters. <laughs> Give a garbage. Throw out your garbage. Tony, the what is, I forget it was something the no trash cougar. I forget what the name of the what the name of the character is. But all right, well, Josh, one last time. This is episode forty-seven. So if we only do two in the spring, that means episode fifty will be uh, will be our first one next August. So that's kind of exciting. We'll be up to fifty podcasts. Wow. Um, season three. This is the end of our season because I like to track with the NFL. So this is the end of season two. Season three will start in March, just like with the new NFL league year. Josh, thank you for having me in your home. Nikita, thank you for inviting me in as well. Mr. Ryan Walters, Mr. Eric Kestrix, Mrs. Jamie. Hi, Nikita, love you. Mr. Jamie, Mr. Mrs. Jamie Hammer. Uh, you're at the, 
Ooh, so her baby will not be born by the next time we record, but it'll definitely be born by the by the draft um, recaps. So we'll be able to talk about her her new baby girl then. Levi Oki, I'm pretty sure you don't listen, so I'm actually going to delete your name now. But thank you again for the beautiful art. Zatch Wells, Brian Knup, um, Andrew Hammer, Bradley Knup, Jesse Morset, Jordan Bates, Kyle Jevnager. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, Head notes over to us at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, anchor.fm slash hoodpod. That's where you can find us. That's where you should find us. See you in the spring. Bye. Woo! I don't gotta clean all this shit up. I know. What do you think, Josh? Next season, you uh, put a jacuzzi down here, and we can do some uh, some hot tub podcasting. I don't think that's the worst idea in the world. Perfect. I mean, it could be an above ground hot tub. <laughs> uh. What do you see out there, boss? No. Or dead rabbits. We're gonna throw like a garden back there, or a tree, or flatlands. No wrong answers. I'm just curious. Rock garden on the outside, just so they don't dig. Okay.